Well, good morning, everybody. It's Pastor Rob Hale, and this is Withered Hand Ministries and our daily devotional, Monday through Friday. This is uh, February the 15th, 2024, in the year of our Lord, 2024. Amen. I just feel led to say that you were born for such a time as this, that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. The Lord's got a plan for you. He's got something awesome for you. You are unique. There's never made anyone else like you. And there's a unique plan from a unique creator for your unique life. Father God, Lord, I ask you to come now, Lord, and bless us. A little daily devotional, Father God, as we minister on your word. And we ask you, Father God, that you manifest your son in me. Manifest your son across the line here, Father God. And anybody that hears or sees the video, Lord, then we ask you, Lord, that you would uh, infuse your word to them, Father God, and let your Holy Spirit have the free course of the word of God and the spirit of God in their life and the lives of people around them, making a difference for the kingdom in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, today's subject uh, on this Thursday is your earthly and heavenly authority. Um Speaking on the this week's subject of staying obedient in spite of injustice, and uh, we started off this week in, on Sunday morning with the Sunday school lesson about Cadrach, uh, Meshach, and Abednego and their trip to the furnace that was so hot that it burned the guards and that escorted them to the furnace. But they came out without even the smell of smoke on their body, and how a heathen king Nebuchadnezzar for the second time in his life, had declared that the God of Israel was the God of all gods and to be respected above all other gods. And, uh, yeah, Nebuchadnezzar, was, he's quite, he was quite human because he went for a third time on that hill. And the next, the third time, he he raised like an animal for like 10 years. His hair grew out, his nail grew out, and he ate the grass of the field. And and surprising to me that the the people didn't kill him. At least one of his sons, but he came back and got restored in his mouth. Uh, and the first thing he said that the God of Israel is God, and God alone. And there is no or something to that effect. He he was uh, I guess he got thoroughly convinced the third time. You know we're we're hard headed people, that's for sure. Mankind is. All right. Then Pilate therefore took Jesus and scourged him, and the soldiers plaited a crown of thorns and put it on his head. And they put on him a purple robe and said, Hail, King of the Jews. And they smote him with their hands. Wonder where they got the purple robe at. That was expensive back then. And the word purple was a very expensive color to, to even own. Interesting. Pilate therefore went forth again and saith unto him, them, Behold, I bring him forth to you that you may know that I find no fault in him. Then came Jesus forth wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe. And Pilate saith unto them, Behold the man. The chief priests, therefore, and officers saw him. They cried out, saying, Crucify him! Crucify him! Pilate saith unto them, 
take ye him and crucify him, for I find no fault in him. And the Jews answered him, we have, we have a law, and by our law he ought to die, because he made himself the Son of God. And when Pilate therefore heard that saying, he was more afraid, went again into the judgment hall, and saith unto Jesus, Whence art thou? But Jesus gave him no answer. Then, Pilate, then saith Pilate to him, Speakest thou not unto me? Knowest thou not that I have the power to crucify thee, and have the power to release thee? Jesus answered, Thou couldst have no power at all against me, except it were given thee from above. Therefore he that delivered me unto thee hath the greater sin. And from thenceforth Pilate sought to release him. But the Jews cried out, saying, If thou let this man go, thou art not Caesar's friend. Whosoever maketh himself a king speaketh against Caesar. I want an extra verse on that. Let's see what the commentary has to say here. He's got some pretty good stuff in this stuff. All right. To grasp the full picture of Jesus' crucifixion, read John's perspective along with the other three accounts in Matthew 27, Mark 15, and Luke 23. Each writer adds meaningful details, but each has the same message. Jesus died on the cross in fulfillment of Old Testament prophecy so that we could be saved from our sins and have eternal life. And that's a fact. Goes on to say, scourging could have killed Jesus. The usual procedure was to bear the upper half of the victim's body, tie his hands to a pillar before whipping him with a three-pronged whip. The number of lashes was determined by the severity of the crime. Up to 40 were permitted under Jewish law, Deuteronomy 25.3. After being scourged, Jesus also endured other agonies recorded here and in the other Gospels. Now, he didn't go into very much that, that uh, punishment. They, in this leather uh, tool that they had, they would tie pieces of glass and rock and stuff into the leather strings or talons, uh, if you will, of, the, of this tool for scourging. And when they whipped somebody with it, they would latch into it, and then when they picked it up off of it, it would literally just tear the flesh right off the bone. And that's the reason why the, the prophet Isaiah says we could see the white of his bone when describing the crucifixion. The soldiers went beyond their orders to whip Jesus. They also mocked him, his claim to royalty, by placing a crown of thorns on his head and a royal robe on his shoulders. The truth finally came out. The religious leaders had not had not brought Jesus to Pilate because he was causing rebellion against Rome, but because they thought he had broken their religious laws. Blasphemy, one of the most serious crimes in Jewish law, deserved the death penalty. Accusing Jesus of blasphemy would give credibility to their case in the eyes of the Jews. Accusing Jesus of treason would give credibility to their case in the eyes of Rome. 
They didn't care which accusation Pilate listened to as long as he would cooperate with him in killing Jesus. Throughout the trial, we see that Jesus was in control, not Pilate or the religious leaders. Pilate elucidated the Jewish... Um, facilitated the Jewish leaders reacted out of hatred and anger, but Jesus remained composed. He knew the truth. He knew God's plan. He knew the reason for his trial. Despite the pressure and persecution, Jesus remained unmoved. It was really Pilate and the religious leaders who were on trial, not Jesus. When you are questioned or ridiculed because of your faith, remember that while you may be on trial before your accusers, they are on trial before God. When Jesus said, said the man who delivered him to Pilate was guiltier than Pilate, he was not excusing Pilate for reacting to the political pressure placed on him. Pilate was, was responsible for his decision about Jesus. Caiaphas and the other religious leaders were guilty of a greater sin because they premeditated Jesus' murder. Well, we know authority and in, in, in hierarchy and order comes from our Lord. He ha it's part of his, earth, his kingdom realm. We know this because uh, he made the angels and he made archangels and he made the Lord Jesus Christ. And he, he diversifies himself in this type of order and gives himself accountability in doing so. But the authority ultimately comes from the Father in heaven. Like Jesus said, you know, these, these things are a part of God's creation and God's plan. And our, our test, if you will, is to remain faithful in these situations and give an account for our Lord Jesus Christ. Father God, that's a, that's really all I got today, guys. Just stay strong. Lord, I pray that you bless those that hear this service today. That you bless them, Lord, with your countenance. Make your face shine upon them, Lord. Be gracious to them. Show them peace and mercy and your loving kindness, Lord, and the great benefits of this new day. May you lead them as they go. Surround them with your love and protection as, as they go. Let them feel your presence beside you, but mainly in you, Lord. And fill them to overflowing to meet the situation. And give them today, Lord, our daily bread. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right. Goodbye and God bless. Good